Uh, yes, uh, I'd like to welcome you to our mall. Hello, and welcome. Welcome to the very first episode of Podblart Mallcast, the, uh, the best titled and world's number one authority on Paul Blart Mall Cop. The, uh, the easily one of the, the top five. Top five. It's somewhere in there. Uh, you know, look, we don't want to blow our own horns. I think we're doing a good job here. So yeah. welcome to Podblart. Uh, I'm Patch Colin. I, I, don't, I will not make the assumption that you've ever heard of me or anything that I've ever done before. <laughs> but I, I was a film critic for a long time. I was a games journalist for a long time. Uh, it's all Googleable, but please don't bother. Uh, I'm not important. What's important here is that I'm joined by. I'm, What's your cue? I'm 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 Andrew P. Street. I'm not that important. You're so please. Important. I write a lot of things, mainly, mainly in papers. Honestly, it's not. There's he not that he much. has a book deal. Come on, I have a book a, deal. He has a book deal. He's been on commercial television at least. Twice. I have my 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 head has appeared on things. That's that is absolutely true, and and which is one of the the myriad reasons I'm delighted that he's here tonight to uh, to go through surely one of cinema's finest moments. It's yeah. really second only to Battleship Potemkin. As, as, far as, I can, <laughs> as I can see, it's it's really it's a, it's a dust boot for for dust Gen boot, Y Citizen Kane. Yeah, it's really it's sort of Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, I mean, I I think if, if you took the most erotic moments of mm. Eyes Wide Shut, it's a strange movie. You could tell he was getting old. There was definitely my my reaction to watching that film yeah. was, well, this marriage is going to end. Kubrick was a strange guy. He was really an angry, bitter guy. The more yeah. I read about Kubrick, shit, we're doing the wrong cast. I'm so sorry. This is that's uh, that's the Kubrick hour. You can okay, join yeah, us. Yeah, we've we've you can gone us on the Kubrick hour. We're going down uh, a rabbit hole separately. Um, no, the, we are here to talk about Paul Blart and his mall uh, uh, that he looks after. He is a mall cop. And he he is. This is Pod Blart. And uh, and if you, if you've not watched the film, first up. Uh, Congratulations, Congratulations on your, on your life <laughs> choices. That wasn't wow. scripted. That wasn't scripted, but we were both feeling it. Your, your your life choices are definitely taking you in the right direction. That's is, right. Is the uh, is the the takeaway from this bit? But so so let's let's paint you a picture here because yeah. um, this this was very much my first experience. Well, as as it was mine, I think that was really kind of the premise uh, when we mm. were discussing how to do this. Mm. Actually, you know, when I was spitballing it. Uh, P Street, you were the first guy I thought of because you just had enough vitriol and humor and good-natured humor in you to balance that vitriol out. And I felt like you could you could take it down. If you can take down a government, and God willing, you're trying. <laughs> if you take am, down, I'm a, giving it my red, red hot go. Government, government, you can you can definitely peg uh, the director Steve Carr to the wall. Look, I I I feel that Steve Carr has um, done the culture. Uh, a disservice. Mm. I think it's fair to say the film culture, or just culture in general. I think culture in general. Look, the the thing about about Paul Blart Mall Cop mm-hmm. is that it's neither good enough to be enjoyable nor bad enough to be delicious. Like it, it it's not funny for a comedy. No, but it, you know? but it could yeah. like it. There are ideas in it. Like it's not inept. It's just not especially good. Agreed. I think it's um, we watched the whole thing. We recorded ourselves watching the whole thing, at least the audio, and and yep. half the movie for video too. I might cut to it later on, but we we we're watching and which talking is good because we we were naked for the second half. Oh boy, it got weird. It, it got a little bit lewd. It got hot and weird. It got a bit red. Yeah. Um, you'll see that video on a different kind of website later on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Let's let's recap the story. Okay. Okay. So we're introduced very very much from from the get go, which is the best of all possible goes, <laughs> to uh, to the titular blast. Uh-huh. Now he's uh, he he wants to get into the police academy, mm-hmm. but like all great heroes, yeah, under the uh, 
you know, the, the classic hero's journey sure. model. He has a fatal flaw, and that fatal flaw is, as is so often the case, hyperglycemia. He's a big fat dude. He's a big fat He's dude. He's a big fat dude. With bad blood sugar. Big, big blood... Big, blah, 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 blah. He, big bad blood sugar. Big, big bad, bad blarty, blarty, blarty blood, blood sugar. sugar. <laughs> and his blarty blood... His bloody blood is his Achilles heel. He is. We see him doing spectacularly light-footed maneuvers for such a hefty man. He he's does an spry. amazing. He's spry. He does an amazing flip during boot camp. He's he does. scaling. He's rolling, and his his drill sergeant, his commander, yeah. he passes out. Well, his commander doesn't. No. Blart passes out four inches from the line after doing all these amazing things. And his commander just walks away. Yeah. And that's apparently an instant fail. That is bad commandersmanship. I feel like that's just... That's just not how you play cricket. No. no. That's not no. cricket. That's... If I was... That's not even baseball. He should have passed. That's not even t-ball. Really, he should have passed, and this movie should be Paul Blart cop. Exactly. It should be Paul Blart... <laughs> Paul, Paul Blart cop. Cop. <laughs> cop, cop. Cop, cop. <laughs> Paul Blart... Unexpectedly nimble cop. <laughs> he is a nimble fellow. He is nimble. And so he goes home. He's all defeated. We see years later, uh, we're introduced to his family. We uh, we meet his mother mm. and we meet his daughter, both of whom, mm. like Paul himself, a mm. little bit heavy, a little bit overweight. <laughs> And, Which uh, is funny, right? Like that's you just you laugh because they're fat. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just, this is a great oh, one. I mean, it's it's, it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. Yeah, look, uh, they eat a lot. They do, and clearly have uh, late onset diabetes on the basis of Blart's sort of ongoing uh, blood sugar issues. Yeah, that's but right. But the um, uh, and we established that Blart was married to a woman who loved him only for his citizenship, his American citizenship, who then fled. Which, look, I'm I'm gonna just go out and limb and say that legally, mm. I don't know how accurate that is it's a gray area because there is a child involved i'm not yeah. sure that mothers are permitted to turn up i guess in that the would US. Happen, right? well, you have a kid and then you just split and leave it with the dad i don't know this is exactly this, what happened in this film it's what happened in this film i don't know that that's what happens with humans though well not if you have a more you know a shred of decency. Oh, if you have a moral compass a moral compass a shred no, of, of moral decency it probably wouldn't happen but i mean look this is this is hollywood it's this a is, movie about a mall cop. It's the dream I'm factory. Willing, I'm, they are manufacturing just sugar sugar spun dreams. They are giving us fantasies to to inspire and delight. <laughs> and there is nothing that captivates the modern audience like maternal abandonment. That's exactly right. We feel really bad for the daughter. And the daughter very clearly feels terrible for her dad. To the point where yeah. she's trying to set him up on, on a dating website. Which I, I think is kind of unhealthy for an eight-year-old. Yeah, I, I think the the, the 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 fact that there is such a strong plot point, which yeah. is that the daughter wants her dad not so much to find love, but to definitely get his end away. <laughs> I I <laughs> to, find to this an odd... To dip his wig yeah. in the women ink. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's to, uh, to to look to the, to the lady inkwell sure. with his masculine... Fountain pen. I don't really know what metaphor I'm oh, going boy. to. This is Although actually a beautiful pens, segue. It does. It's a it beautiful does, segue. It does pay he off. He gets to the mall. He has a job. He has a bully on site. And the bully who, uh, he's like this jock, I don't know, big alpha male forehead looking guy. Uh, we can find out the actor's name. His, his name is Guy from the League. <laughs> guy from the League. Who's, who's the actor's not... name is... Uh, I'm so sorry if I mispronounced this. Stephen uh, Ranazzisi. Yeah. Guy from the league. He's he's playing he's, Stuart. Yeah. He looks oh, like Angel. Stuart. He looks like Angel, doesn't he? he he's, very, he's very square-jawed and tall of fringe. With a is, is definitely the look he's going heavy for. Heavy forehead and lot of lot of forehead. There's a there's a lot of face going on. A lot of face there. And there um yes, he he is and he sells he pens. Is, that, was sells pens. that was yes. the connection. That was the connection. He's a pen salesman. The the, the the phallus pen metaphor. Yeah. Very, very rich in this. This was uh, a deep film, film, I feel. Uh, this this, this so is just one of many deep moments mm. in there. He's waving his little thin pen dick around. Yep. Making Paul feel bad about being in love with uh, the unattainable 
Amy, the red-haired vixen who has three lines in the film. Yeah. Uh, All of which are yes or what or okay. And smiles. Yeah. Smiles very politely. She smiles awkwardly, which I, I think she... she that, like, that, was, that wasn't even acting. I think she just was embarrassed to be on set in this film. I wasn't sure whether it was the actor or the character that yeah. was clearly a hostage. But um, <laughs> either way, I, I look... That's another beautiful segue because the film does end up... This is true. In a art, hostage situation. Art does imitate what I assume was employment contract. <laughs> because... Uh, so anyway, the, 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 the gist of this is... Uh, he's not respected at home. He's not respected at mm-hmm. work. He's not respected by his colleagues. Uh, Paul Blart, it's fair to say, is like he's doing his job. He's running around a mall on a Segway like that's a thing that humans do. It, and he is, is in America. I don't know. He's giving it a red hot go. He is. And he is not getting ahead. He is not. He's at the bottom. He is, he is stalking a lady, which is oh, as, boy, close, as yeah. close as this film comes to genuine human love. Let's talk about that for a moment. All right, so this this film, it being about security guards in a mall, these guys, uh, they don't paint a very pretty picture of mall cops, do they? Well, apart from Paul, who has to come out on top in the end. Mm. They're, they're sitting around, they're lazy, they're spying on women. There's a lot of spying on women, which I... I um, it had never occurred to me that the security networks of major shopping precincts was largely designed for voyeuristic purposes but that's definitely the message that i that i got a little bit later on we're going to introduce our, our special guest tonight uh michaela franco who uh apart from being an actor an australian actor is also uh supporting herself as many performer performers do with mm. a second job and that is in a retail complex so she can uh, very much bring the uh yeah. the retail experience and also the experience of being a woman leered at by security guards. That's right, having to interact with security guards and maybe she's going to tell us some uh, some messy stories mm. about her maybe not about her, about her encounters with security guards Indeed. over the years. Uh, so look forward to that. It's going to it's it's going to take you to places you didn't even know existed. Just like this film really. This very much like yeah. this film. So yeah. so we've established that that Paul is in love with an unattainable woman mm-hmm. who he uh, gazes at without her knowledge through means both physical and technological he takes her on a segway cruise he does he 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 sweeps her up well he he instructs her to get on his segway and she acquiesces i don't know that there's not really a sort of a a moment of connection so much as she just kind of goes with it yeah she's sort of she's she's a very obedient pliable love it some might say pliable yes She's very accommodating and, and a pliable, pliable. She certainly poses no, uh, th- there's no danger of, of her. She doesn't resist. Her suddenly exerting any sense of autonomy. Or personality point. apart from just kind of bland and accommodating. She does put on a wig at one point. Well, that's true. I think yeah. she was more interesting with the wig on. She did look kind of more dynamic. Definitely. Well, it did hide her red hair, which is not strawberry blonde. They say strawberry Paul blonde Blart. in the film. Incorrect. Paul Blart, you're you're just you're living a fantasy. Let's life. talk about Paul Blart for a minute. It's not really Paul Blart, is it? It's Kevin James in a mm. in a security outfit with a mustache on. Um, I don't actually don't think he's as bad as I thought he was gonna be. He's kind of got a certain charisma on screen. Maybe it's the silly mustache. Look, I I feel that you know this this was obviously a character he had invented and they'd based the film around it yep it's a one trick pony isn't it and he um as, as far as i could work out this was mm. very much playing on the comedic possibilities of kevin james's mustache and pretty much and the segue sort of it and the segue yeah it, there's a lot of segue look i Boy, it's look, a segue. i am i am going to to go on record Saying that he does some premiere segue work. That was a good segue about segues. It was a very very fine segue segue. Really, we're uh, this. It's we getting call better. This segcast. <laughs> you know, Paul Look, Bart's segue. It was. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know where we're going with this. That's anyway, okay. the, po- <laughs> the point is. Look, this is how drained we are. It's it's a kind of a draining experience. You it, kind of endure the flatness of this film. It's mercifully, mercifully, it's only ninety-one minutes long. It, it is gloriously efficient, and, yeah. and I will, yeah. I, I will say that the very little happens on screen mm. that 
isn't absolutely necessary beyond a few sort of comedic <laughs> terms. You know, and things things are introduced that are just never resolved and never touched upon again. They spend, it's actually almost cookie cutter the way they've written this. The first 30 minutes exactly are introducing Paul Bart and his character. Yep. You don't see any villains, any antagonists, any real threat to Paul or the mall for the first 30 minutes. You just see him bumbling around. They introduce just enough characters to make you go, okay, cool, they've got their... There are quite a lot of characters. There's a lot of really incidental characters. They, they, they bring in a remarkable sort of panoply of, of, <laughs> of secondary characters mm. uh, ranging from... Uh, imitation it, Anna Ferris. There's Imitation well, Anna Ferris. Really there's Amy. Uh, and, imi- imitation Sir Ben Kingsley. Yep. Uh, imitation Bill Bailey, which is... Oh, big time. It, it seems like a weird scenario where you would have a low-rent version of Bill Bailey, but Bill still... Bailey, if you're not familiar with him, he's a long-haired uh, comedian from Black Books, and uh, he's, he's a staple British comedian. He's wonderful. And you would think, if you wanted to get Bill Bailey... Just get Bill Bailey. Probably not that hard to get Bill Bailey. Very talented comedian. I, yeah, I, I have nothing but time for Bill Bailey. Yeah. I am just saying that if you are going to hire Bill Bailey... Just hire Bill Bailey. Do it. Do it next time. I mean, maybe he's in the sequel. Maybe he's know. in the sequel. That would be great. It would be... It, look, because we know he can sing. We know yeah. that he's a very, very yeah. capable musician. That's true. He would do a spectacular job as inexplicable karaoke guy number one, <laughs> which I assume is the name of the character. That, <laughs> we should have uh, watched the credits, really watched those credits and seen the, the names of the characters. We, we, I mean, we did spend think... most of the credits just waiting for what we assumed was going to be the comeuppance of kind of one of the, the antagonists of the film. Mm. A, a moment... Let's explore that a Which never bit, came. Maybe. But nonetheless, the so so we have... We, we, we've set up the world yeah. of Paul Blatt, the, the Blattiverse, if you will. <laughs> and then we, we introduce to the mix what we think is a wet-behind-the-ears rookie coming mm. in to learn the, the mall cop game from the master... Paul Blood. Right. Turns out, turns out, <laughs> in a massive turnaround, which I look, I, I, as I said, I didn't see coming. Well, no, well, we didn't really look for it. I guess that's you know? true. So maybe that's great writing. Maybe that's a sign that is, of remarkably good writing. That is quality writing. Where, you know, where suddenly they telegraphed everything else. This is true. You know, and then they kind of out of left field. Oh, by the way, I'm a bad guy now. Yeah. But bum, also, bum, bum. and also. Captain Constable Idiot at the end, the uh, the bully constable turns out to be on the inside. They they had they had two character twists. They had two significant evil characters playing yeah. good characters. I feel like they just needed to just amp it up. They should have had Kevin Kevin James play a bad guy too. Like evil Blart. Wouldn't that have been great? Oh my god. Well maybe that's something for the for the sequel. Oh maybe for the yeah, Blart maybe. on Blart. Blart on Blart. Blart has a twin. Blart Brothers. Oh, Blart Brothers. The old Blart Brothers. Blart, Blart oh, 3, Blart, Blart, Blart Brothers. Wow. I love it. I love it's it. It's a Blart, 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 Blart world. It's Blartastic. Oh, my goodness. Blartiful. We are... We're, look, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We are. Because, we are. We should probably... Know. I mean, maybe this is a good moment to segue into our into our guest uh, and bring her on and maybe discuss some of the, uh, the elements that... Oh, well, that... I guess uh, security guards have to contend with every yeah, day. You know, yeah. working in a mall. The the world of of Blart, how how does it correspond to the to the world that we know? That's right. The 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 less Jamesian world. How authentic of, of the uh, of is, the everyday. That's right. How authentic is mm. Paul Blart? How authentic is is the life of a security guard portrayed in Paul Blart Mulcop? I guess that really is the focus of this episode, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. it's, it's the security guard breakdown episode. It's basically falling down, but <laughs> with a lot more that's, literal falling down. That's it. All right. Well, without further ado and rambling, uh, Michaela Franco. Right. Now, Michaela, as, as, as both a woman and as somebody who works in the retail game, and it is a game, <laughs> how did you feel the film represented both the the experience of life within a shopping center context and also having ovaries? Well, (laughs) um, 
You can address one or both of those questions. Should I address the ogres first? Look, <laughs> I, I think so, because my, my feeling on the film is that uh, the female characters were... I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, afterthoughts, uh, oh, for perfunctory, sure. uh, large, largely scenery with a few lines. Yeah, they're, they're not entirely relatable people. Or at all. Or... I I can't picture one female that I know that it was like any of those characters in that film. How would you describe her personality? I'm going to ask you both this because I think this is kind of a test. What what are a few words that you would use to describe her characters? <laughs> what, was, what was that? That was a phone falling down. Oh, that's fine. Um, what are a few words that you would use to describe her character? Household succulent. <laughs> she was quite cactusy. I, 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 I would say uh, obedient. She certainly did what she was told. Mm, well, she dog. did. Yeah, the family dog. She was. I, uh, I'd go with succulent because <laughs> she just sits there and. And maybe obliging, every, every, very obliging. Yeah, every obliging. now and then, a house guest notices that you have a plant in your living room. Oh, that's nice. So she, yeah, it she, won't die. She did play the all-important role of a thing. She filled the screen with a pair of breasts. Although I didn't even know that there were that there them. were breasts. So, it wasn't so a breast. What eyes. I mean is that that she had. Although... A female body in a film full she, of men. She definitely had hair. Yeah, this is true. They did give her minimum purpose mm. with the cell phone when she was a hostage. Mm. She, 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 she did hide the cell phone without being specifically instructed to do so, which, so, which suggested a degree of agency. She was shrewd. Yeah. yeah. But she provided information on what was happening mm. to Paul Blart Moorcop, who mm. was... In his own world, playing rock band, so that helps establish that. Let me ask you this then: uh, unrelated, I guess, well, sort of related. In your experience in the retail sector, how realistic is Paul Blart versus the mall cops that you've had to deal with? I have never seen a Segway in a shopping centre in Australia, though. Mm, yeah, um, whole different ball game in Australia. I mean, that's the thing. We've got we've got all sorts of. Segway regulations. Look, I, Seg relations, I, have I, seen, I have seen uh, security carts. That it's does true. happen. That That's does true. happen. If there's an old lady who needs to get from point A to point uh, B, they'll, they'll cart them. That That is more in a in a kind of a service provision rather than a standard issue. Yeah, I've never seen a, a cop hauling ass yeah. through a shopping center chasing a perp in a, <laughs> you know... In an action sequence style. Perps, he, he chased so many perps. So many perps. There's a lot of perp chasing. I think it's it's quite unrealistic as well that that there is this many events happening in a mall in yeah. one day. Yet yeah, like there is a lot of theft, but you a Have security you... guard is pretty much powerless. Like <laughs> sure. it, they're not allowed to chase people as soon as you exit the shopping center there is nothing they can do so you've never gotten in a fist fight with a customer or no, never witnessed I've known, a security I've guard se- i've known security guards that have I've, I've known a security guard that's died really yeah he um it's a dangerous game did you do it yes you did actually it. it was um a couple of i think they were junkies let's just go with they were junkies mm. breaking into wendy's mm. to wendy's wendy's yeah. Yeah, the you, ice cream. You need those ice creams yeah. and hot dogs. It, it should be made made clear, by the way, for, for, for the international listener, that <laughs> Wendy's in Australia is very much an ice cream distribution network. It's not a it's not a fast no. food joint this is of true. the of the American flavour. But um he got uh uh they punched him in the chest in um right when his heart was beating outwards and it, it his heart contracted, oh, contracted and, and killed him, and, huh? Yeah. Had a heart attack and died. Wow. Oh, good lord. And then I did know another security guard who had to, um, was in hospital for a, a couple of weeks because uh, a, a junkie pulled a syringe on him Whoa. and um, spat in his eye. Wow. So, okay. really, being a mall cop or a security enforcement official mm-hmm. of some kind 
is a hard job and it's a dangerous job. That is really that is what you're saying. So you can is, die in the line of so duty. So this film could have could have been actually a, a, a gritty look at the underbelly of minimum wage security. Well, I imagine thefts of that scale, the Paul Blart scale, where mm-hmm. people you're using a team to break into a mall and then ransack it. Mm-hmm. It must happen. It must happen. Probably Apple stores. Well, I've I've been at Wendy's. I've known a lot. I've known a lot of dismissals from inside jobs. Like, mm. oh yeah, yeah. That that's happened before. Ooh, spoiler! I mean, this is an so point. so again. Were... So this film very much was could have been ripped from ripped from today's headlines. Yeah, this is basically is Law and Order. There were saying. inside insiders on this very yeah. very much so. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna spoil. We have to spoil the movie in order mm. to dissect, dissect it. But uh, I but mean, you're I'm, not missing much. The um. I'm so sorry. I'm stammering. I'm going to find the character's name. I'm going to do this the right way. Uh, Vec. But, Vec. But while Vec, the the antagonist, mm-hmm. um, he is an insider. He's a turncoat. At first, you think he's the rookie. That's right. You think this is going to be a heartwarming story of a uh, of a veteran mall cop and a uh, a new wet behind the ears mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. sort of kid on his first day. He plays us all for chumps. He, he plays, plays us for chumps. He plays the audience like a damn fiddle. And I got to say, I didn't see that coming. As you far as what? twists go, that is basically the sixth sense. They really, and maybe this is maybe this is good direction. You know, they they gave him an entirely different personality. Exactly. After that turn there. He zigged when you thought he was going to zag. That's right. That's right. And there was another... You thought he was Aaron Paul and then he too. turned out to be Christian Slater. Uh, With the- Commander James Kent. Commander James Kent, who is kind of the asshole cop. <laughs> He's out there bringing Paul Blart down, <laughs> harshing his vibe. He his, turns. His high school uh, mm. antagonist, no less. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He is too. Mm-hmm. Wheels within wheels. Wheels within wheels. So, yeah, from your experience, security guards do have a pretty rough time. Yeah, there's, well, there's those two incidents I've told you about. I've known, actually, um, I won't say where, but there is a shopping centre. Yeah, in no names and no, no locations. Um, we can avoid it, please. That's why I said I won't say the <laughs> that's name. Why it's I'm, on the, the moon. Um, <laughs> no, but there is a shopping centre in Sydney that um, is quite big. Which is like every shopping centre now. <laughs> yeah. But um you don't you don't get like dainty shopping centres these days. No, no, you don't. Um not like the boutique that would ones. Be, that would just be a shop really. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's more it's just yeah. one shop, a singular yeah. shop. Um but uh, the the uh, quite frequently customers falling over the balconies of the top level and oh, right, die. Right. Like if I mean most shopping centres now go up to six stories, if not more, if they're one of those right. crazy Usually ones. with a large open area that yeah. gives a great view of the upper floors. Yeah, yeah like, and there's, there's normally yeah. a, 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 a middle part that's cut out. It's very architecturally and, sound. And, sure. But there were... And you have your food court at the bottom. That's right. Look, looking up yeah. aspirationally. Yeah. There were cases where people would... Um, Plunge to the death. Not hmm. even intentionally. Hmm. I think that happened quite... There's a mall in America, actually, that's quite big... Where people intentionally do that. Here's a question for you. Here's a question. People do kill themselves in malls. That does happen. Accidentally die or kill themselves. Totally unrelated, though. Another another disturbing. Mall oh, good. Fact. Let's um, let's bring the morbidity factor up a little yeah, bit because I feel like we haven't morbidity. Plunged. You like that? Oh yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, I I do have to say I'm <laughs> I'm quite disturbed. Malls. Um. If you don't know, staff don't get a different bathroom from the public. Sure. Um, you don't have a golden bathroom. No, we don't. Inlaid in marble. No. And, and but because we don't, I, I frequently, when I go to the ladies' room, see a lot of pregnancy tests on the floor, which is great. They didn't touch on that in the film. No, that, they didn't. But maybe that was a deleted scene. Yeah, you know what? It could be. No. One day we're going to delve into the deleted scenes. I feel like that says oh, so much about them all. <laughs> what what goes on if... People are just leaving that there. People don't care. But hey, I'm not fair, I mean, bitches. I'm just going to chuck this thing. I'm going to party. Or maybe yeah. they were and they panicked and ran. Well, that too. Well, that too. You, you turn up, you have you, you have your Bain Marie curry, and then you <laughs> uh, do a little bit of browsing. You check whether you're pregnant, and then, then maybe a movie. It's a full night out, really, yeah. isn't it? Or featured. you need to decide whether you're shopping for maternity gear or not. Mm. 
Well, that's good too. That's good a really question. Good point. Yeah. Very good question. Here's another question, even better than that, possibly. Mm-hmm. Not to not to put you down. Well, but this is a, this is a this is a. Good we'll question. see. Are we'll you ready see. For this? Like you've 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 raised the stakes. Have now. you have you ever seen anyone jump through a plate glass window in a shopping center? It's a good question, isn't it? That is a good question. Yeah, it's, actually, it's, yeah. People do that a lot in this film. Stand corrected. It happens all the time. No, Into a ball pit? No, but I've seen a bird get trapped inside the shopping center. Hmm. Does that count? <laughs> That's just adorable. That's so cute. And then the security guards do come out with these giant nets to try and get oh, the bird outside. All you need is the Benny Hill theme. <laughs> yeah. That would, that would just be a wacky... Wacky security cam footage maybe, sequence. Maybe that will be in Paul Blart more cop too. Yeah. There'll be a pigeon inside. They'll have their pigeon brooms. Mm-hmm. I assume mm-hmm. that's what they use. Why did they call it Paul Blart? That's Mor- his name. No, but like, it's, say that really fast. Paul Blart more cop. Really, really fast. Ten Paul times. Paul Blart more cop. Say it really fast ten times. Paul Blart. That was very fast. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's easy to say. Better to come back. Oh god! Oh god! Nailed it. Yeah. I'd like to thank you for coming in. Thank you. Uh, to our to our premiere episode, um, you certainly certainly told us a lot about deaths in shopping malls. I, I feel scared now. I, I feel like I will actually be in. I I. I until I had watched this film and yeah. and heard your your insights, mm. I didn't realize the degree of physical peril to which I was exposed every time I walk into a shopping center. People must die all the time. In shopping I'm centers. surprised no. I've I've lived as often as I have. You know, you were making this gag at the time when we were watching this movie, and, and you were saying, you know, this is this is actually cinema verite. You know, mm. it's it's just it was a good joke. It was a fair. it was a cracker. Very it was joke. a cracker of a joke. Hilarious. But now I feel like it, that almost could have been the case. I know. Like if if anything, look, I I am looking forward to there was the the again when we were talking earlier about yeah the um the point where there'll there'll be the sequel in space mm-hmm. and then there'll mm-hmm. be the gritty reboot. Mm-hmm. I feel that the gritty reboot could be brought forward because it clearly it is a a a world of romance and intrigue. Before I do leave, sure. I if they ever do a reboot. Mm. Who would you get to play Kevin James's character? Oh gosh, that's a good question. Benedict Cumberbatch. That's all I can think. <laughs> all I can think of right now. You know, Benedict oh, Cumberbatch uh, could. He's he's versatile. Hmm? He can play Don't tall I... British men. Yeah. He can play gaunt British men. Gaunt British men. Yeah. He can play creepy tall British, British men. men. Yeah. He can he can play slightly wall eyed. Mm. Tall, creepy British men. He can also play so, tall British aliens. True. As he did in true. Star Trek 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think he, mm-hmm. I think he would be the perfect option for the female love interest. That's awesome. That's, I like that. That's true. I like that. He Although, is. would he would he take instruction? That's the... I, I think that's... Would a, you instruct Benedict Cumberbatch? I don't... Back, back? How, 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 can, how can you wrestle the wind, Batch? <laughs> I do want to see this gritty reboot. A British, a British crime drama. It could basically be the new True Detective, where it takes place somewhere in Soho. It's yeah. not even inside a mall anymore. It's inside. No. It's a diamond heist. It's a diamond heist. Benedict diamond Benedict is is the security guard on point. He's an alcoholic. He. Uh, is estranged from his wife. It's uh, it's a messy, messy breakup. Mm. He has a daughter who doesn't talk to him, and only uh, communicates by recommending uh, dating sites. Yeah, that that's, he that's join. it. That's it. And uh, and he he runs afoul of a band of skateboarding diamond thieves. Yeah, and that's how they get away. They get away on foot. They're parkour mm. skateboarding diamond thieves. That's a beautiful reference to the first film. It's a great callback. I think audiences would really go for that. Could we set it yeah. in a post-apocalyptic war zone? Because um, I'm just thinking sort of, you know, kind of like the Mad Max reboot. I like this. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Keep so going. so it's, it's kind of, you know, 
like you'd shoot it in Cuba PD or something. Sure. It would be uh, it it would, it would be largely uh, people dressed in animal skins and bits of tire. So really, a full reset of humanity, yeah. going back to yeah. this almost Stone Age esque. That could be quite interesting in that post apocalyptic world, and there is one last shopping mall standing that's guarded by authorities because the supplies in that mall are rationed, mm. and people on the inside are stealing the rations. And wow! This is guys, almost this we is need to write movies. this is a better, better film. film. <laughs> And Michaela Franco, I would like to thank you for raising the cinematic bar, the filmmaking and film wow. writing bar tonight uh, with us. Yeah. Really also actually giving the plot away for the sequel to the Mad Max reboot. Obviously, this is where they're going to go. Yeah. They have to. If George Miller uh, has any sense, he would be Call us. very wise to look Call at... Call us, George. You know, look at Paul Blart. He should mm. be looking to Paul Blart or, as, as a genre-leading example. Or at least employing me as a co-writer. And, Paul Blart and star. And star. <laughs> Paul Blart Fury Road. I, I think Paul Blart Fury Mall. Fury Mall. Fury Mall. Beautiful. It's an angry mall. Mm. A mall that just fills you with a fury and rage. Mad Mad Paul Fury Mall. Mad Paul Fury Mall. Wow. Oof. I, I'm good. I get chills. Yeah. So multiplying. Same. Are you losing control? Would you would you say? I'd say I'm losing control. Right. Guys, you're unbearable. See, this is a gag because she's wearing a bear suit right it's, now. It's amazing. It has a tail. Well, this tail. Is... Growth. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. It's One more time. I'm leaving. One more it's time. I'd like weird. to thank Michaela. Goodbye. Michaela Franco, where, where can we find you? How can we look you up if we want to book your, your talents and your wit and your, your screenwriting abilities? MichaelaFranco.com. MichaelaFranco.com. That's M-I-K-A-E-L-A-F-R-A-N-C-O.com. So there you go. That's that's what it's like wow. in a mall. That's what security guards have to contend with. It's uh, those are our film concepts that sprung out of that. What it's a dark. It's a dark world. It's a dark world in the security game, and it is a game. Went to some dark places. Yeah. I'll never look at a mall cop twice. The same way twice. I I have never looked at a mall cop before. <laughs> I I don't. Have you never run afoul of a mall cop before? Actually, I, I well I have. Ooh, well, actually, really? I um. A uh, true story. Pull a nugget I, out of the the P Street catalog. At uh, in in my misspent youth, sure. I, uh, I I I got into the um, the shoplifting game, mm. and um, yeah, I, I, I did get caught. I did get caught by up, huh? uh, by yeah. security. And uh, were you thieving? What were you thieving? It was. I hope it's embarrassing. Look, it it, it was a cry for help. Oh, sure, um, sure. There was. Uh, there was quite a lot of stuff, actually. Gosh, was... are we going down the rabbit hole of like self self actualization right now? Well, there, there were quite a lot of records. Oh, records! Okay, I, okay. I, I even lifted some vinyl, which because this, this will give you an idea yeah. of how long ago yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if if it's vinyl, you know, well, it's either this like could have been two weeks ago, the nineteen really, eighties, yeah. or yesterday. Right now, yeah, and with a very long sort of twenty five year gap in the middle. <laughs> but um, but yes, the. Uh, there, there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figure. Ooh. Uh, naturally. Which one? Which one? Oh, you know. You know Raphael. Yeah, of course. Man. Yes. Oh, oh. That was the worst. That was the worst. We didn't even knuckle. We the tried worst to knuckle with each other. knuckle punch. And our knuckles just missed mm. completely. It was we, like my knuckles saw another set of knuckles behind his knuckles and yeah. tried to go for those. To be fair, you knocked hanging. the shit out of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was a Raphael yeah. figure, yeah. Good. Well, look, if you're going to yeah. thieve... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figure. At least you did the right one, and they were remarkably. Um, look, I'm going to say uh, understanding. When I, <laughs> I, I guess what I mean is you were 25 at the time, mind you. So look, it, you know, a, a, a man has his Ninja Turtle needs. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, See, I, I have, I have run afoul of the uh, of of shopping center security in. Uh, you know, shout out to yeah. uh, the the South Australian retail <laughs> uh, major southern suburban retail networks. <laughs> if, if they're listening, yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll make sure to pass that message on. Somebody yeah. should. Uh, hey, oh, you know what we didn't do, and we should do right now, and that is actually answer 
two questions that we had submitted. Oh yes, on uh, at podblart.com. You can also ask questions on www.podblart.com. Submit your questions. We'll ramble about them. We um, we're, we're going to address them. We're going to address oh, the hell we'll, out we'll, of them. We're going to take them head on, just like yeah. Paul, Paul Blart does in in a very Blartian way <laughs> through a plate glass window or two. Um, Which we will comically bounce against first (laughs) and then smash through using a Segway because apparently that's the necessary velocity. Well, we have, we have some, a couple questions here. Let's, let's maybe do it. Who, who have we got questions from? Oh boy. We have, this is exciting. Listen, isn't it? Maybe we'll little, little bit of dead air. Yeah, that's, that's right. Okay. We have, uh, Matt Hewson, Matt Hewson, or Huzo81. Oh, Huzo81. Huzo81. Huzo. Oh, yeah. Fucking Huzo. Wow, you do oh, that very well. You, no, that's my... You speak my, like a native. My deep-seated bogan heritage. Uh, fresh off the boat. Piece yeah, it's working. Boat. It's working. He, okay, so Huzo81 writes, Paul Blart is a better action hero than John McClane, true or very true. Wow. Now, I feel like we're trapped into an answer here, so it's either true or very true, but I, I kind of don't want to go with either of those. Although I will say, there were some diehard-esque moments in this, didn't you think? Look, I feel... Look, I'm, I'm going to go with very true. Yeah. Because yeah. Here, here are some ways... In my opinion, that mm. Paul Blart did better than John McClane. Point number one: kept his shoes on. Smart. Kept his shoes on the whole time. Smart. Because yeah. when you are in peril, mm. shoes. True. You, you you take your shoes off. Yeah. You're a fool. You, he just opened himself up to step on glass. Because as we yeah. as we discovered in the course of the film, lot of broken glass. Lots. So much. You know, they were they glass. were tackling each other in a in an elevator, and I yep. felt like he barely bumped him against the the pane of what should have been thick double pane tempered yep. glass, and it just burst, <laughs> just kapow. Yep. You know, he's not made of steel. I'm pretty sure he's, uh, he's not he's made, made of some. He's made of jello. He's and, not made of some metal that vibrates at the exact frequency of glass, so exactly. that when he brushes against it, it, it disintegrates. They fall what must be a good fifty to hundred feet through. A pane, uh, a pane of glass on the roof of the building into yeah. a ball pit. Yep. Where also, I want to point this out, we didn't really discuss this, but he knocks this dude out and leaves him in the ball pit. Yeah. Uh, the kids that jump in that ball pit the next day, they're going to find shards of glass and a dead dude yep. in there. That's yep. those poor kids. Look, that that is bad molesmanship. Yeah, yeah. For a start. I mean, I, I would like to think, I mean, they, they, they didn't delve into this in the film. Yeah. But I would like to think that they would at least give the balls a wipe down. You hope so, right? But, Ball but who knows? Who I, know. I mean, that might be something for, for the sequel. Um, I'd but, love to see that hilarious scene, though, where the kids jump in there and it's just, a, <laughs> just a dead dude and some glass. Or, or not, not even dead, just like, you know, brain-damaged concussed. <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be even nicer. Oh, he was the skateboarding guy, like, guy you know, too, wasn't he? He was the skateboarder. He was. So he, he, he probably he, ruined his potential skateboarding career with a broken neck and a serious concussion brain damage. Look, I, I feel like he probably... He probably ruled himself out of the skateboarding game. Yeah. When he uh, when he decided to to go into organized crime. That's a fair point. Very very organized, I have to say. As, as far as crime goes, I I would say a little too organized. I don't think they were ready for the uh, for the wild card that was Blart. Um, but but nonetheless, so look, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Blart over McCain. I I think that he he kept his shoes on. He. Uh, he accepted that there was going to be a lot of broken glass involved. Mm. Uh, accurately, he uh, look. There, he, there were more segways than there were in more uh, segways than in Die, Die Hard or Die Hard Two. Correct. That's so true. look, I I think I think Blart's Blart, got Blart, it. Blart I I am a Die Hard Die Hard. So I I like Die Hard. I think that Die Hard would be a worse film if you cast Kevin James. <sighs> In the lead, potato, but potato. perhaps, perhaps in that in that same way, Kevin James. If sorry, if if you'd recast Paul Blart with Brad, uh, Bruce Willis, mm. it might be a better film. What do you think? That's a very very good point. I had look... a straight man, skinny tough dude well, in this we, role. We know you weren't playing for fat jokes the whole time. Yeah, it, yeah. Look, it would make it harder 
Because, I mean, you know, he's a very buff fellow, is is Bruce Willis. Yeah, definitely not and, um, James. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of the fat stuff, probably you'd have to go for more, mm. like, uncomfortably wiry man with issues, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we know that he can do comedy. He does. You know, that, does that's, that's his kind of... Moonlighting. Moonlighting was, was very much his, yeah. his oeuvre. It was. Comedy is, is is in his blood. I think it would be a much better film. He was in Cop Out, which was not a funny film necessarily, but it was it tried to be funny, and it was a Kevin Smith-directed film. So mm. is, it, is it fair to say that if you've got cops and a Kevin, mm. then you're going to try but fail to be funny? Ooh, boy. That's a, that's a really interesting thought. Mm. There's uh, a, a root of truth there, I think. Because I, I think I think we I think we may be hit on something. I reckon that's that's a topic for a later yeah. a later episode. We'll can, delve into that. Can you do a, a funny cop film with the Kevin involved? My argument is, it, is no. Is it possible? We're going to have to research that. I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe you know. Maybe you can write in. You can hashtag uh, Podblart, or you can write to us on the site Podblart.com. Yeah. Um, I'd like to thank you, Huzo eighty one, Matt Houston. Um, well, let's. We got a couple quick ones here. Cool. Well, <laughs> one quick one where let's, Luce Luce Wayne. Oh, Luce Wayne, Wayne. You, you tiger, just asks, what's the deal? Well, well, Luce Wayne, son, if that is your real name, this is the deal. Mr. This is the deal. Mr. Wayne. Mr. Wayne. Bruce, Bruce Wayne. What's Luce? So, Luce Lucy Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So they called him the schoolyard. Oh, I see. Yeah, all boys school. Oof. Oof. Wow, that, that got dark. That got, got weird. Yeah. Uh, Luce Wayne, this is the deal. You're listening to the deal right now. That's, this is the deal. That's just basically this, it. So this is I, as, I hope you liked it. This is as deal as it gets. Yeah, man. That, that is the deal. Uh, Eamon, Eamon Hamilton, my old uni pal, Eamon, uh, wants us to discuss Robert Roger Ebert's three out of four review of Paul Blart. Now, I read it. I read it. And he is glowing. He's very, very apologetic for the film, He's actually. He's pro, pro, pro Blart, you would say. He's big time pro Blart. He, he calls it wholesome and he calls mm-hmm. it... You know, family friendly. I don't think I would take a kid to see this. I mean, first of all, I think they'd be bored. Yeah, I think that would be the main problem. And and kids aren't stupid. I think they'd just pick it apart much the same as as we are. Kids kids would be saying, why are they using UV lights to establish they, invisible ink things written on people's arms? Exactly. This is unnecessarily complex. Also, I want to play a game on your phone. Pretty much. They'd just be sitting there with their iPad in their lap. And yeah. Much as we were, really, really Pretty much, kind yeah. of, kind yeah. of. But yes, Eamon, uh Ebert. Ebert is a great critic. Nobody would ever question that. I think he mm-hmm. missed the mark on this one. It's a turkey. It's yeah. a turkey. It's not a three out of four film. It's not seventy five percent good. You know, if that's I, the scale I, I, he's I, using, that's not seventy five percent a good movie. It is at best a mediocre film, acceptable. Insofar as it it will keep you watching it maybe for ninety minutes, you probably want to run to the toilet. You will probably give in to your bladder and not feel like you missed a whole lot. There's I don't know actually. Like I I, I will say that it's a very efficiently directed film. There are mm. a few scenes that clearly were originally part of larger scenes. Correct. Yeah, that's true. But by and large, it kind of just barrels along. Yeah. So, you know, I think... I'm Look, I think it really depends on the size of your bladder. <laughs> the, the amount... So, Ebert probably had a colostomy bag. Yeah. And was if, just gathering urine if, in his... In his if you were able to do a pretty quick wee... Yeah. Absolutely. Just you a could, power you wee. Could, you could just sort of pop in, pop back, you'd be fine. Yeah. There'll, there'll be... You'll miss some, some jokes about the fat man falling down. Yeah, he falls over a lot. But apart from that, you're probably going to be following. But I reckon if if you were if you were doing a poo, you you'd, you'd miss you'd, some you'd miss plot. some bits. But you'd miss plot that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Anyway. Oh no, 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 I'm not saying that, yeah. the, that the plot would make sense. I'm just so saying that probably, you would miss it. Yeah, you'd miss it, but you'd I'm not saying that what you were doing was not a better plot. <laughs> but you would actually miss stuff that happened. That's right. It's it's not like Transformers where you could you know, have a bath midway through and then maybe like a little weekend getaway and still come back <laughs> and miss absolutely nothing exactly. of any sort of import. 
robots hit each other. Yeah, it, just it, like, oh, I don't... Resolves. This is just noise. But there's menace in the background. Yeah. This sort of just resolves itself, and then they get married at the end. Yeah, the... In the mall. Yeah, I feel like they just had the location, and they could film it, so they They did. just did, and then maybe they did a test screen, and the audience was like, what happens to Paul? Does he get married? But well, as a matter of fact... Yeah, well, we, we, we need does to... Does he? Does he now? We, we feel that maybe the... Uh, you know the the mystery at the end. There's too many unanswered mm-hmm. questions mm-hmm. after the world's least passionate and most <laughs> obligatory kiss. I love it. Just kind I of like uh, imitation Bill yeah, Bailey. Here we go. Bill Bailey singing at the imitation wedding. Bill Bailey laying it on at the wedding is yeah. uh, is beautiful. I like it's it brings all of the characters together. We see comedy. It's Indian so arbitrary. Kid. Turn up in a suit rather than shirtless. It's, the Indian kid. There's so never much, really, they so never much really resolve that plot either. So much development. They kind of just leave that one hanging there. Well, he, they leave he pen guy hanging. Well, I assume that the 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 now shirted uh, Indian youth. Yeah. The girl that he's with is uh, fake Sir Ben Kingsley's daughter. Daughter. That's right. So we that's we right. do we we have a resolution there. There is, but they kind of don't. They don't. They just. You're okay. All right. You're right. You're absolutely right. They do resolve that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There's it's, no two ways it's, about it. It's a powerful film. It's basically Rashomon. It's just, we, we're we seeing it from <laughs> a number it of different perspectives. It's a Kurosawa-esque yeah. masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Thus ends the film, and maybe this is a good point to end episode one of Podblart Mallcast. If you endured this, I'd like to thank you. Uh, you you've done well. You've done exceptionally. I, I, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you didn't think it sucked. And if you did, fuck you. But let us know. Either yeah, no, way. Because we're curious. We're yeah. genuinely yeah. curious. If you want to hear more, cool. If not, fine. Yeah. You, your, your parents hate you. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. pretty much the message. If if you enjoyed this, then may your daughter not be trying to sign you up to a dating site. site. That was so weird. That was weird. Street, Andrew P. Street, I'd like to thank you. Mr. Colin, look, it, it was it was a pleasure. We're shaking hands right now. This is a, it a was, good shake. It was a pleasure. It was a weird, uh, not terrifically good film pleasure. But it was great to break it into pieces. It was and awesome. Maybe to do. we'll do an episode two. Let's do. I'd it. like to do an episode two. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And if you want to see more, head to the website podblart.com. You can find us on every other social media outlet. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Make them listen to it if you hate them. Make them watch the film. Yeah, make them watch the film if you hate them. That's great. It's the only way they'll learn. That's right. See you next time. Bye-bye.